Good Monday morning. As you might imagine, <clears throat> as a new church, we get a lot of emails and a lot of text. And to be honest and fair, almost all of them are super positive. And even those that aren't very positive, and you might even call them negative, are really worth reading and listening to because they might have something to say. Now, dear sister in Christ that I don't believe I've ever met in person, sent me an email that launches us off to explain that weird title of today's Monday morning message about fish forming com uh, committees. She wrote, I'd like to know the position Safe Harbor takes regarding those in the LGBTQ community who profess Christianity but show no realization of the biblical view and show no repentance or lifestyle change. This is important for me to know before I allow your broadcast into my life. Well, sister, and I won't use your name because there's no reason to shame you. It's a perfectly legitimate email. Here's the thing. We don't take positions on anything other than that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. That's the position we take. And as 99.5% of our members are virtual, we would have no way to police their beliefs even if we wanted to, and we don't. I'm certain we have people on every conceivable side of that issue, plus many more, such as the Lord's Supper, Eucharist, um, the celebration of worship, what songs are acceptable, uh, Trinity or not. I'm sure we have people on all of those sides but they believe in Jesus. And some of them just want to believe. And so they're following along to see if they'll be brought to faith. All are welcome. And if you were to ask our members to, to create a list of denominations that are acceptable to God and not acceptable to God, I have the feeling you would get a four or 5,000 different list. So we don't start the list. We take Jesus very, very seriously. He is our founder. He is not only our savior, he is also our Lord. And yet, he made it plain that only those without sin may cast stones, that only those who have no speck in their eye anymore are allowed to pick at the speck of someone else's eye. In fact, he allowed himself to be touched by a fallen woman. Goes against all the rules. He protected another fallen woman. That whole cast not the first stone, or you get to cast the first stone if you have no sin. And, and he told that woman to repent. But there was another fallen woman who touched his feet in the home of a very, very, very conservative religious man. And Jesus forgave her sins, but never told her to change her life or repent. Perhaps he knew she could not. And love trumps law even there. Regardless, we don't pick at other bits. We don't go looking for where I'm going to draw the line. Because as human beings, we are not line drawers. In fact, Jesus gave us a couple of very strong stories about this, in addition to all the others that we've, we've just referred to. In Matthew 13, he gives us two of them. 
Uh, I like the parable of the dragnet in Matthew 13. Uh, it's verses 47 through 50. The story goes that the dragnet goes out into the water. If you don't know a drag, what a dragnet is, that's exactly what it is. They throw it in the water and then they sail a row. Uh, sailing works better than scare away all the, the little fishies. But then at the, when they feel resistance in the, the net, then they know they've got a load and they haul up the net. It's, it's a very mixed bag, literally. The scripture says in Matthew 13 that every kind of creature that lives in the sea was in the net. It's just all kinds. And it was the angels who sorted which fish belonged and which were thrown away, not the fishermen. And certainly not the other fish. Fish don't get to form committees about what they're going to accept and which other fish are allowed in their net. We're, we're not. We are expressly forbidden from that. And we are told you just be who you are and you let God be God. Same chapter. In fact, the story before this one, um, two stories before this one maybe, was a parable of the wheat and tares. Now, here's the story. The story is that uh, good, honest laborers of God sowed a field and the plants came up, the wheat looked good. But while they slept, the tares, an enemy came and they sowed weeds among the crop. And so whenever they watched the weeds come up and are all around the wheat, the workers turn to the master and say, should we go weed this and pull those? And he goes, no because you might get some of the wheat. We'll wait till harvest time. I'll take care of the sorting. How plain could he be? Now, by the way, when I was a boy, this sermon always had two elements in it. One, while they slept, and Christians, you're not doing your job and being vigilant enough, which actually goes exactly opposite to the teaching of this passage. Because if we were vigilant and keeping out stuff, well, then all we are is being God now rather than letting him be God then. And then and it was also the guilt. You know, religion is sometimes so tied to guilt and when it's supposed to be good news. But the second thing they would always say was, well, it's just the mechanics. If you pull up wheat, uh, or rather pull up the weeds, those, those roots might go and, and pull up all the wheat too. And it, it's just... It's an imprecise exercise. Um, yeah, it is, which is why we're forbidden to do it. It is so important we get this right, that we are not here to spot what's wrong. We are not here to draw lines. And we fish don't get to form committees. Now, I know that that'll disturb many because they have been taught that it is their God-given duty to be sanctified and holy, which means to them, drawing lines and pointing out sin. Well, I think you do have the absolute right to draw lines and point out sin. The pointing out sin, scripture always gives you the right to point out your sin. That's pretty much it. 
And when it comes to drawing lines, I get that too. One of the greatest words in the world is no. Whenever somebody asks you to do something and you're already overburdened, say no. Whenever social media is eating your life, say no. Whenever anything is taking your eyes off Jesus, say no, even if it is one of those things you consider a sin, but more than this, a sin which is worse than your sins and the sins of your friends. So while my sin and the sins of my friends do not preclude me from going to worship, that person's sin, which is not my sin, means they cannot come to worship. You have created your own heaven and your own godlike scripture, never written down, but deciding these sins are acceptable. Whenever an early leader in the uh, Stone Campbell movement, which is a, um, sometimes called the Restoration Movement, which was um, a, a really sincere attempt in the 1800s and through the 1900s to restore the New Testament church. Whenever they were asked, are there Christians in the other sects or the denominations out there? And they responded, and, and I'm paraphrasing here. He says, you'll find Christians in bars, dance halls, pool halls. You'll find dance uh, Christians. And he starts naming all these places. And he goes, I suspect if you find Christians all through there, you'll also find them in the denominations. It's amazing. But the churches that came out of that movement, many of them would not accept that anymore. And yet that's what the believers who founded the movement said. I cannot say my sin and the sins of my friends, while horrible, and they are, um, still God likes us and we're able to come and worship him and hug each other in fellowship. But that sin over there, which I consider very icky and I don't understand, that one, they can't come. Sorry, fish. You're not in a committee. You're in the net. Let's let God and the angels decide. Have a great week. Good Monday morning. This is another part of our sound stage. And once again, you're invited if you're passing through, if you would like to um, come and visit us, please email me first to make sure we can make room for you. We can, we can seat, I'm told up to 100 in a crunch now that COVID is, is off, but we normally will have between 30 and 40 present at each taping. And then, uh, of course, we have thousands that view around the world, literally, afterwards. So we want to make sure that if you're passing through, however, we make room for you and that we're not overcrowded, so we won't make you nervous. So just email me at patrick at rsafeharbor.com and we'll, we'll make that happen if we possibly can and we almost always can, all right? Now, the last three weeks, we've talked about how Catholics and Protestants look at their Bible and why I'm not a Catholic and why I'm not a Protestant while continually stating, and we needed to make it very firm, that we believe they